welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine, and we're on episode 246. Now, what the hell is going on with Jamie Foxx? Look, I have been sensitive, sensitive to this matter for a couple of weeks now because I really love Jamie Foxx. He's one of the few like Hollywood people who I just revere, who I just feel like is a good person. Like they just have a good heart. I mean, obviously I don't know him personally. I don't know who he really is underneath it all, but just from his character, from what I've seen in different interviews and how he presents himself and just his nature, he just seems like a really good guy. Um, This news of him being hospitalized for a medical condition was jarring for me because what (laughs) you know there was no detail as to what it was um then rumor has it that it was a stroke or a heart attack nonetheless it still hasn't been confirmed exactly what the condition was Now, look, I understand some people are saying, well, that's his personal business. He does not need to disclose that to anyone but his family, you know, and who who am I? Who am I to request such information? I just feel like something is just off with this. In my opinion, I don't know. I don't know if Diddy's involved. I don't know. (laughs) No, um, the reason why I'm talking about it now, I decided to talk about it now is I'm hearing now that he is recovering from whatever this condition was and he is in rehab. So it seems like he is on the up, which is great. So I did not want to talk about it until something was confirmed or at least some positivity was finally heard. So assuming that this is true and he is co- recovering, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And that is why I decided to finally talk about it. But I just feel like the whole rundown of this was a little strange. Like, why was it so hush-hush, you know? And then his daughter, her name is Corinne. She is a young adult. And she is ridiculing the media for them she's like oh look at look how the media just like to spin stuff and spew all these lies and it's like wait what (laughs) the media you can't pull that card of wanting to blame the media for creating rumors and untruths when they were not told anything initially we were just given the news that he was immediately hospitalized and it looks dire. And then the next news that we got was things have worsened and prepare for the worst. And then now she comes out recently talking about, oh, I don't know why the media, uh, and I'm not saying it verbatim, but basically she says that the media has been spewing lies and my father has been recovering for the past four, four weeks now. For weeks. So you mean to tell me for weeks you haven't you haven't even thought to, hey, let me go ahead and just let the people know because I initially let the people know about him being hospitalized. So which one is it? You know, you, you want privacy and then you don't. You want to be trans- uh, transparent and forthcoming about him being hospitalized but you don't want to update us on him recovering from whatever that condition was that led to him being hospitalized. Like that was very strange to me. So um, now there's news of a new game show being um, premiered that was supposed to be hosted by Corinne, Jamie Foxx's daughter, and him. So it's like, what the, was this a rollout? <laughs> what is going on? I don't know what's happening here. So let me just give you all some backstory. Jimmy Fox reportedly became ill in Atlanta last month while filming a new action comedy alongside Cameron Diaz. Now his daughter, Corinne, has announced his latest project and says he's recuperating. Um, 
so again, this was an unspecified medical incident. Still, nothing has been confirmed as to what was the incident or condition that led to him being hospitalized. And it's just, I don't know, it's just all disheartening. I think there's been so many um, you know, conspiracies, so many theories being uh, born because of uh, a couple of things. So there's this movie that Jimmy Fox is, is in called Soul. And he is the starring voice in that movie because it's an animated movie. And he gives the voice to the main character who is this music teacher who is feeling um, maybe just unmotivated with life. And he is trying to find his big break, his big break into the music industry. Um, so... He finally makes it. He finally gets noticed by this big-time jazz singer. And as he's on his way to performing with her, he falls to his death. The character falls to his death. And now his soul is, is walking around without a vessel, and he's trying to find his way back into his body because this this was his moment. He was supposed to finally make his big break. And the movie is very beautiful. I think it's a beautiful movie. I hate that he's dead instantly and is like the first male-led animated, black animated movie. But I'm, I'm not trying to like go into that much death with that because whatever. Nonetheless, it's a really beautiful movie. It, the The message is, is profound. It really talks about how sometimes we're not motivated in life, you know? Sometimes we're not as, as um, intrigued about what we, sh quote, unquote, should be intrigued about. You know, oh, why don't you become a doctor? Why don't you become a teacher? Why don't you become, you know, a cop? You know, whatever it is, a lawyer. And then, say, if you do become that, you still find yourself unfulfilled and there was this other character in this movie who was just completely unmotivated in life there was nothing in her there was nothing about life that made her feel inspired until she decided to finally be in the present how can I live in the moment right now and just appreciate what's around me and once she decided to do that, she realized, wow, life is beautiful. Just smelling the flowers, walking through um, a pizza shop or, you know, observing people at a park. Like, there is beauty everywhere. You just have to be open to see it. And I don't know. There, I hope there's a soul, too. I think the story could cont could continue but it also just makes you wonder because, like, okay, cool, you're you're finding life and the intangible about life so beautiful, like, you know, love, hope, peace, joy, stuff like that. That's that's beautiful. But like, uh, but what do you want to do for a living though? Because <laughs> you gotta get a job. You kind of gotta stay in the reality that we're in. You know, in some capacity. There's another character in the movie who is this shaman in his like spiritual world but in the present like 3d because is it are we 3d or are we 4d i always get that confused but in the reality in the physical human realm he is this sale not a sales guy he's one of those guys who stands outside and waves a waves a poster or this sign to motivate you or to convince you to visit the store that he's promoting in the sign. So he's one of those guys who's like waving this sign and you're supposed to be mesmerized by how the sign is being moved in front of you and then you walk into that Metro PCS store. Anyway, so that's his job. That is literally his job, but... So that's what he does for a living. That's what he does to get by in this world that we're in. And yet he's a, he's a shaman. Like what he does, what really fulfills him is being a guide to others. And anyway, I, I bring that up because it's like 
you we have to find some balance in in our spiritual side right because we're all spiritual beings and we also unfortunately have to find a way to live in this reality <laughs> like it was just i've been fighting with that reality or that or that um what's the word that conundrum really like ah fuck but no you still have to figure out how to pay the bills you still have to figure out how to just just cope and coexist in the world that we're in as you are still feeding your spirit you still got to make sure you're feeding your your physical so it's a really beautiful movie anyway so the conspiracy theory is because Jamie Foxx played the lead character who who died in the movie this is this was life this was art imitating life um, or what was to come. And so now hearing this news of Jimmy Fox almost near his deathbed, and thankfully he's not anymore, allegedly. Who knows what's really going on? But this was the theory of you got to be careful of what role you take when you're in Hollywood. Like you can't just instantly take any role because it could bleed into your real life. And, you know, whatever. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But Soul's a really good movie. I don't want to shit on Jamie for that because, shit, I love that movie. It was a – oh, it's, so, it's, such, it's such a good movie, especially when you're feeling um, just not encouraged and when you're feeling just down and out. I feel like it's a motivational movie that can help you – get through so anyway uh i though i'm happy that jamie fox is allegedly according to his daughter feeling better and is recuperating i still find it interesting and interesting in a negative way that she decided to kind of chastise the media and she said quote my dad has been out of the hospital for weeks recuperating in fact he was playing pickleball yesterday thanks for everyone's prayers and support and it's like okay but what <laughs> if he wasn't out for weeks why didn't you i'm not saying the same day of him being discharged from the hospital you have to immediately let the public know but maybe in two days right like i just you know how beloved jamie beloved he is so beloved jamie fox is so beloved in the industry it seems like and he was getting a resounding amount of support from his peers and i just can't find anyone who can say anything nasty about him so for you to kind of keep it in and not alert the public that he's been out of the hospital. I just find that it's selfish. It's selfish. And, okay, someone could be like, oh, well, that's his daughter. She has the right to be. No, no. He is a public figure also. In addition to him being your father, he's also mine. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but I, I really do mean that, though. Like, I feel like you should have the common fucking courtesy. Yes, I am entitled and I'm owed to it. I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying the first day of him being discharged, but at least the weekend, two days afterwards, you should have let us know. So you mean to tell me for weeks he's been out while the media has been giving us just morbid news after morbid news of his health? And I was internally preparing myself like, okay, well, I'm going to hear Jamie Foxx died at age, like, I'm going to hear that. I just have to accept. I was, I was preparing myself to accept that because it would have been a hard hit. And again, I don't know him personally, but I, I kind of grew up with, not grew up with him, but you know, in a parasocial type of way. As I was, when I was younger, I watched his show, I watched his show, the Jamie Foxx show, and I followed his career in a parasocial way and listened to his music. Like, I have been a fan of his for such a long time, so I just feel like there is a level of balance you should have for your fans while also respecting the the humanity of him being your father and wanting to kind of keep him to yourself. Like, I get that, but I also just feel like, you should have let us know, you know, you should have, you should have kind of, Hey, 
he's doing better. He just got out, you know, and then, it, I don't know. It just, it was all very strange. And look, I come from a Haitian household and just a Haitian upbringing. What's very common within a Haitian upbringing is we keep our medical business to ourselves. It really takes a lot out of us to share what is a crisis (laughs) and so I I come from that understanding of wanting to keep that private and I don't really know where that comes from maybe it comes from a level of shame like oh maybe I'm embarrassed that I have this condition or maybe I'll be blamed for not being healthy enough when something is out of my control or I really don't know Um, but that has been something that I just been used to my whole life so it's not as alarming or I'm, I'm just not caught off guard when people are quick to hide and slow to share what their health concerns are so that's fine I just again if you start off by saying he got hospitalized for a medical condition okay cool he's you're purposely not telling us what it is fine but If he's been out for weeks now, our mind has been racing, wondering what's going on with him. The least you could do is let us know without letting us know in a, oh, you're so annoying. He's been out from the hospital for weeks now. Like, like we bothered you. No, you told us. You told us. And another theory is that, I don't know. He better come out just as Jamie Foxx and not a clone. Let, let me just say that because Holly Weird is something else. Moving forward. <laughs> what, do I, what, what do I want to talk about next? Let's talk about the fact that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry say they were being chased, car chased in NYC. Now, enough. I'm really sick of her. I think she should be banned from the news and should no longer have a mic. Remember that? Do they still have a podcast? They were saying, like, they they had a podcast or they talked about it, just like how Michelle Obama and Barack Obama said they they were starting a podcast, but I don't think they ever did. Ugh, I'm just so sick of some people. Like, what are we talking about? Anyway, so uh, Meghan Markle said that she was being chased by cars as they were in a cab in New York City. But what's funny about this news is this is not plausible in New York City because of just how New York City is set up. It's so congested in the city. It's so impossible basically it's impossible to be chased by cars in a city such as new york uh and the cab driver decided to (laughs) basically say yeah i don't know what she's talking about but that didn't happen so it says here according to this bbc.com article a new york city cab driver who drove the duke and duchess of sussex for about 10 minutes on Tuesday night as they tried to shake off photographers has said the couple were clearly nervous during the short journey. He said, um, or the spokesperson for Harry and Meghan said, there was a relentless pursuit that lasted more than two hours. Uh, Okay. Uh, he says here, quote, I was on 67th Street and then the security guard hailed me. Next thing you know, Prince Harry and his wife were hopping into my cab. We got blocked by a garbage truck and all of a sudden paparazzi came and started taking pictures. Harry and Meghan were about to share their destination when the security guard made the call to return to the police precinct. They looked nervous. I think they were being chased a whole day or something. They were pretty nervous, but the security guard, he was on it. In a statement, Harry and Meghan spokes, uh, spokesperson, that's a hard word, spokesperson, why did there have to be an S after the spoke, um, said that they had experienced a near-catastrophic car chase. Uh, okay. Quote, made their transport challenging. 
One of the paparazzi drivers reportedly involved in the car chase has said it was very tense trying to keep up with their vehicle. They did a lot of blocking and there was a lot of different types of maneuvers to stop what was happening. He added if it was a dangerous if it was dangerous and catastrophic, it was more than likely based on the person that was driving. It is important to note that these photographers have a professional responsibility to cover newsworthy events and personalities, including public figures such as Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Uh, I'm trying to get to the part where, because they got into two different capsules, because another cap says something different. Let's see if I can find that. Okay, let's see. Okay, so when they were chased after leaving, the spokesperson said they tried to take shelter from the paparazzi by going to a Manhattan police station, which is where Mr. Singh picked them up. So another, so some, someone else. Okay, so for at least a few minutes, they were in Mr. Singh's car. He did, he did not believe they were in danger. He says, quote, I don't think that's true. I think that's all exaggerated and stuff like that. Don't read too much into that. He later added that must have never, that that must have happened before they got in his taxi. He says, quote, New York City's the safest place to be. There's, there's police stations, cops on every corner. There's no reason to be afraid in New York. Now, I mean, that's, that's pretty much of a stretch. I mean, look, there are plenty of police stations in New York uh, there's a lot of cops around and surveillance, but that does not stop it from still being dangerous, right? Obviously, with that that much of a need to have cops in every corner speaks to the danger that res that that lives in in the city. Um, you know, I, I just heard too many crazy situations happening in the subway in New York City and. So for him to say it's the safest place to be, I think people have the idea that if it's under surveillance, right, if there's the presence of cops, then it's safe. But criminals are not always sloppy, and people could instantly find a way to, to, to embark upon violence. Um, so regardless of having cops on every corner, not all cops are as vigilant as they could be and they're not always on the job or alert or you know so that's that was that was a stretch of a statement anyway he says they were behind us i mean they stayed on top of us that was pretty much it it was nothing more <sighs> at the end of the trip they say oh nice meeting you and ask his name yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't care anymore. So anyway, I feel like again, this is this, this was another cry for attention from Meghan Markle. How can I look even more like a victim? How can I garner more emotional support from the public and be seen as this this woman who's always in distress? Girl, you are the Duchess of Sussex. What distress are you talking about? Like, I just, I just, I just feel like it's very insensitive to say you were in this catastrophic car chase knowing your dead mother-in-law died from a car chase or in a parent car chase because you know what's really, what really happened. But nonetheless, like that was, it's just, it was just a little dramatic. It was too much. It was unnecessary for her to say this or have her spokesperson say it for her. I think it's all on Megan, not Harry. And Harry's a, a simp for, I just feel like if you have a wife who has been the focal reason why you are now estranged from your family, maybe you shouldn't be with that woman. You know, I really just don't think... The person you're with should distract you or detach you or estrange you from your family. When I was with, uh, what's his name? Leprechaun Bay. When I was with Le Leprechaun Bay, there was a point in our relationship in which um, 
I was estranged from one of my cousins. And it was just so, it was so silly. I take complete responsibility. Um, and I don't want to get into details of that, but I bring that up because during the time when I wasn't talking to her, I was like venting to him about it. And I was like, oh, I'm just so upset. I can't believe she hasn't talked to me yet. Or like, I don't know. I was just like very upset about the whole situation. I was very close with her and it was just very sad that this is how it came. And though he was, you know, typically when you're in a relationship with someone, the idea is, well, you back up everything I say, right? Like you're always going to have my back tenfold. And sure he did, but I feel like now that I'm older and in retrospect, I look back at it and I'm like, that was not the way to be because not once did he encourage or find a way to create some middle ground or become peacemaker. You know, he knew how much I was close to this woman, to to my cousin, to this woman. No, he knew how how I was close to her. And for him to, like, not even care to find some resolve or um, ask me what can he do to make things better or, hey, you know, Maxine, maybe did you try to look at it this way? Like, it was instantly, it felt like, honestly, maybe this is just my, my warped mind. It felt like he wanted that to happen. It felt like he was wanting me because knowing how he was with me at that time, very clingy, very possessive, didn't want me to not want to be with him. Meaning, like, whenever I would come over and I would eventually have to leave, right? I need to go home. Like, okay, bye. Um, he will always put on this guilt trip and put this, like, baby, this puppy dog face and be very much of a this sad case and why are you leaving me like very manipulative it was an emotional um it was an emotionally manipulative tactic that he did consistently and me being as young as I was as naive as I was and I think as desperate and insecure as I was I fell for it so if you just keep that in mind right um, typically people like that, cause I've done research about that since I've, you know, since years, since, you know, we broke up, I've learned that people like that want you all to themselves and would want for you to not have your close relationships anymore. Meaning the people who you were, cl- the people who you were close with, he wants that to, he wants that relationship to, to fumble. And I was very close with my cousin at that time. And I think he thrived off of the fact that, oh, cool, I, I'm responsible for yet another um, close relationship fumbling. And now I have you even more all to myself. <laughs> Crazy, right? So, yeah, so during that time, he never encouraged or just like, look, she's your family. She's your cousin. You love her. She loves you. I we got to make this work, especially considering that this happened in the, in his home, you would think that he would try to find some, some medium, was it some middle ground? Like, or, Hey, this happened in my home. Maybe I'm, you know, find some responsibility in bringing y'all together again. And child, no, he didn't do any of that. He actually encouraged for us to part ways and look, it's, you know, we're just different people and oh, horrible, horrible, horrible. Anyway, I, I bring that up because people like that, you shouldn't marry, <laughs> you know, like you shouldn't marry someone who is responsible for or who is encouraging or not encouraging for you and your sibling or family member whom you were close with to get back being close with again. You know, I think that's something that is disturbing and just dangerous like why would you want to be with someone who wants you all to themselves like that is some sick stuff anyway so that's Meghan Markle for you 
I don't see this marriage lasting, but we'll see, child. We'll see. Moving forward. <laughs> um, okay, so Florida. Florida. This is Florida. Okay. <laughs> I gotta give me a second because this news is uh, fascinating to me. There's a teacher in Florida who is under investigation after showing her fifth grade class a Disney movie with a gay character. Now, this is the literal headline of this article. Florida teacher says she is under investigation after showing fifth grade class Disney movie with gay character. Now, this this title is leading you to to instantly think, oh, this is so ridiculous. Like, why why is this teacher under investigation for showing a Disney movie? And so what? It has a gay character. Are you a homophobe? Like, I feel like this title is instantly promoting you to think like that. Instead, again, this is in Florida. And every state has a right. You know, we though we're the United States of America, each state has their own specific set of legislation and, and policies and all of that. So what may be okay in Texas may not be okay in Massachusetts. And that's just what it is. So as I continue to read this article, I'm reminded because I read I read about this news of this this legislation or policy being in place a few weeks ago. So as I'm reading this article, I'm reminded of that policy. And y'all remember just recently, DeSantis, who's the governor in Florida, he passed this this bill to to uh what is it? Protect young students from kindergarten until I think until fifth grade it was until third grade at one point but I think it's until fifth grade now but nonetheless kindergarten well um uh was elementary kids he wanted to protect protect them from watching any or reading any watching reading or just having anything done in the classroom that is related to sexuality um, including LGBTQ plus yada yada yeah. Now, whatever you feel about that, look, y'all know where I stand. I agree with this shit. Okay, I agree with it because, again, our kids are young and impressionable, and we do have to be mindful of what we watch or what we show to them because it's so um, irresponsible for us to not understand that what's on TV will infiltrate our minds and will influence us to behave, to perform in a way that is unnatural, that is promoting a a particular agenda that parents may not be aware of. You know, like your kid leaves your home one way and they're at school looking totally different. And yet that school has created a culture allowing for that to happen and not creating or having this open door communication with the parent about how their child is acting in the school. So what, what I'm saying is a lot of these teachers are overstepping, okay? And a lot of these parents are unaware of what's going on for real with their kid. So you have this teacher here, Jenna Barbie. What a name, huh? She is a teacher at this K through eight school. And she told her story in a widely viewed TikTok post over the weekend. Again, she's a fifth grade teacher. And she showed this movie called Strange World, which I haven't seen the character. Um, the trailer for because you know I'm always big on watching these like animated movies I just think they're so yes they're agenda filled but I like the movies though like (laughs) I can't lie I like the message that some of these movies have like I love Zootopia I love um soul like you know so if you look past the agenda if you look at it from eyes like mine awakened eyes 
you can look past that and just take what you need to take from it. So I haven't seen the trailer for this yet, so I'll maybe check that out at some point. And I got to check out Rio. One of my students uh, mentioned the movie Rio, and I'm like, oh, I heard of that, but I haven't seen it. So I may have to check that out. Anyway, so, okay, so she is under investigation, and she talked about it on TikTok, and she says, quote, I am the teacher that's under investigation with the Florida Department of Education for indoctrination for showing a Disney movie. And you see what she did there? You see what she did there? She just said for showing a Disney movie. Like, no, bitch. You can show Disney movies, but if that Disney movie happens to have gay scenes or gay agendas, or you know what I mean? Or like, hey, do you want to be a girl today and become trans? If it has that, then you can't show that. And that's on period. That's just what it is. Like, stop trying to change it up real quick and, like, have this on the hush-hush in a whisper and be surprised when people call you out on that. No. That is the rule that DeSantis passed out. You have to follow suit. What is it to you that you need to, that you just, you just have to show your fifth grade class this movie when it includes a scene that may not be favorable for the parents of those children, right? They may not be in agreement with watching this movie or their kid watching this movie. You know, like, watch that shit on your own if you really want to watch that movie so bad. But anyway, so she says in the video, Barbie explained she she played the Disney movie to a class, which was only partially full after a day of standardized testing. She also said uh, she had previously signed permission slips from all the parents, allowing the students to watch a movie rated PG. Now, again, she's not being specific here. She gave permission slips to parents to sign off like oh is it okay if I show a PG rated movie okay cool but you're not telling me exactly what that movie is I haven't had time to screen that movie prior to you showing that movie to my kid so you you got half of my consent but I don't know exactly what I'm consenting to she says a parent then complained and reported her to the state of department or the state department of of education. She said the parent who reported her is also the member is also a member of the Hernando County School District Board. She complained to the principal about the movie not being appropriate for students and um, also provided CNN with a copy of the announcement from the school district to parents. She says, quote, or the school district says, excuse me, yesterday, the Disney movie Strange World was shown in your child's classroom. While not the main plot of the movie, parts of the story involves a male character having and expressing feelings for another male character. In the future, this movie will not be shown. The school administration and the district's professional standards department is currently reviewing the matter to see if further corrective action is required. Now, again, you did not tell me that you was going to show my child a movie that is including, that happens to include a male character having and expressing feelings for another male character. You just gave me a permission slip to sign off that says I will be okay with having my child watch a PG-rated movie. What is the movie, though? You know, so the complaint is part of Florida's controversial legislation legislation signed last year by Governor Ron DeSantis, banning certain instruction about sexual orientation and gender identity in the classroom. DeSantis and other supporters pushed the measure as a form of parental rights, absolutely, while opponents said it tried to erase LGBTQ people from schools and dubbed the law don't say gay. Now look, again, we have to let parents parent, okay? Stop letting teachers take the place of the parent. Especially if the parent is um, in one 
viewpoint politically and the teacher is in a whole opposite uh, spectrum, why are we at odds? You know, why are you trying to infiltrate my child to think or be or act <clears throat> a certain way when that's not how I raise my kid? And it's not okay. It's absolutely not okay to to do something under secrecy, you know? So, yes, I'm in favor of this bill. The fuck? Like, as. At some point, we have to put a line, draw a line down. Yes, there should be a bill that bans certain instruction about sexual orientation and gender identity in the classroom. These conversations are ridiculous to have with a minor, a fifth grader. So you finding a clever way to show a movie that happens to include some scenes that involves a male character having and expressing feelings for another male character is very, what's the word for it? Um, what's the word? It's just whack. Honestly, it's whack. It's very, it's, um, I'm thinking cowardly, but that's not the word I want to think of. Um, but the point is, it's very secretive for you to go about it that way. And for you to do that secretively, that makes me wonder, don't you realize what you're doing is, is not okay? Don't you realize that you're sneaking to show my kids something that I am not okay with? Why would you do that? You know, so already there's evil in that. Already there's some deceit in that. So, yes, this, this teacher needs to be fired. She needs to be fired. Because how dare you? How I'm pissed. I'm the how dare you. I'll be pissed, y'all. If I had a kid... And in that, I don't know, child, I would have to homeschool my child because, no, like, these kids are so precious. They're so precious. And we talk about protect the kids, protect the, we're not protecting these kids. We're not. We're not. Like, let a child be a child. Like, stop trying to infiltrate their minds to think and veer a certain way. Let them be who they are. Like, if they're gay, let them be gay eventually but don't do that shit at fourth grade <laughs> am i lying don't do that shit too early though hold on you don't know what's going on you don't know what's going on yet don't do that shit too early <laughs> oh lord that's so funny so the teacher says her defense is the movie was tied to lesson to the lesson plan on environment so I guess she has a lesson plan about environment, um, maybe like environmental rights, yada, yada, yada. Okay, cool. But again, there's other ways to go about it, bitch. <laughs> Shut up. There's so many other movies you could watch, so many other documentaries you could put on the, on the TV or on the projector about environmentalism. So on May 9th, Barbie addressed the school board members during public comment at a meeting in attendance was the parent who had complained school board member Shannon Rodriguez she acknowledged during the meeting a school board member an elected official of power who was supposed to be nonpartisan is allowed to present to the public that she is Christian and that God appointed her to the board that's funny and yet it is indoctrinated that I showed a Disney movie. See, again, her her dumbing it down. It's just a di shut up. You know what you showed. <laughs> I'm a first year. See, it's, it's always those. It's never the teacher who is 10 years into it, right? It's always the first year teacher who's trying, who's going into the practice with an agenda. I promise you she's probably fucking bi or lesbo or... I'm saying this with with a uh, with passion in my voice, right? I'm not saying it was hate in my heart. I'm just saying you cannot you cannot make someone believe what you want to believe or follow your way of of lifing just because you are in this community. Like you do not have the right to infiltrate my kid. I'm, that's how I'm saying it. So again, I'm not. I feel like I come off like I'm hating groups of people. I'm not. It's just what I hate is you 
infiltrating the minds of the kids, of the youth, and not allowing parents to parent their child. I'm not okay with kids being mutilated because they feel like they're a different gender. And the people, the public, the the PC way is to affirm them. Nah, I'm not affirming your dysphoria. I'm not, that's not love. I'm not affirming your gender dysphoria. That's what it is, okay? So, yeah, of course she's a first-year teacher. And I'm sure she probably fucking majored in women's studies. (laughs) She's like, girl, what? The teacher told district board members the movie was in no way sexual and was tied to the current lesson of the environment and ecosystems. Barbie claimed in the meeting, Rodriguez came to my school to took me away. Came to my school took me away from my students to tell me how bad and wrong I was. At the end of the school board meeting, Rajuga said she called the State Department of Education regarding the incident, which prompted the state investigation. She said her daughter is in Barbie's class. She said at the district's meeting, at the district meeting, Barbie broke school policy because she did not give the specific movie, she did not get the specific movie approved by school administration and said the teacher is playing the victim. I agree. I agree. You have to get that shit approved by the admin. That is literally always the thing that I've heard throughout my years of teaching. If you want to watch a movie, if you want to watch anything, if you want to show a clip, just like you have to create lesson plans and get that submitted by a deadline, in that lesson plan, you name the film, the, the clip, Whatever it is that you plan to show to kids, you name that in the lesson plan so that your AP, which is your assistant principal, your coach, whomever is viewing and giving you feedback on your lesson plan will give you that approval stamp and say, you are approved to show this video or you are not approved to show this video because of X, Y, and Z. But you can't just do whatever you, the fuck, no, you can't do whatever you want to do in your classroom. You can't, you can't. As much as people like to think that teachers can do whatever they want. No, we are tied to certain boundaries, and this teacher crossed the boundary. And now she wants to play victim and say, oh, I was just showing a Disney movie. Oh, I'm indoctrinating your kid for showing a Disney movie. Shut up. She says, quote, it is not a teacher's job to impose their beliefs upon a child, religious, sexual orientation, gender identity, any of the above. But allowing movies such as this assist teachers in opening a door. And please hear me, they assist teachers in opening a door for conversations that have no place in our classrooms. I love that. End quote. Rodriguez says. So I agree with that. Like, again, like I have my own personal beliefs, as you guys know. I don't impose that upon anyone. I really don't. You ask me a question, though. Oh, I'm going to answer it. But sometimes I don't even, I kind of keep it to myself. Like, even when kids ask me, because I've been asked, like, oh, did you vote for Trump? Which I haven't. I haven't. But a bitch might. (laughs) Coming up. A bitch might. The point is, like, I don't really show, I don't answer direct questions like that because I I do like to keep that separate. Because I've always been taught and I've always observed teachers who, like, growing up, would always keep that separate. I didn't know if my teacher was a Democrat or Republican growing up. Like, that was always separate from us. And now things have been so um, blurried, so between the lines, so blurried in teacher and student relationship that you have so many teachers saying too much about themselves. Like, why are you talking about your relationships you're like your romantic, whoever you're dating, whoever you're fucking this month, you're talking about that with your, ch- with your student. Like that is so weird to me. Again, you have these first year teachers, a lot of these first year teachers are just young ass teachers just doing the most, talking to these kids like they're your friend. And it's like, no, they're 14. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, she says here, uh, so, so again, yeah, like, just like I wouldn't impose my religious beliefs or just my political beliefs 
whatever it is, I want the same to be done in return. So whatever gender identity you fucking identify with or whatever sexual orientation you adopt, um, you should not infiltrate that upon the youth. Keep that to yourself. Keep that to yourself. That has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with these kids. Rodriguez said, as a leader in this community, I'm not going to stand by and allow this minority to infiltrate. Yes, infiltrate. I love that word. Shout out to that word. Word of the episode. Infiltrate. Write it down in the comments. Infiltrate. (laughs) But absolutely, as a leader in this community, I'm not going to stand by and allow this minority to infiltrate our schools. God did put me here. God built this. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, Rodriguez. So Florida Department of Education Press Secretary Cassie Palelis said the complaint will be reviewed by an investigator and an attorney will then provide a recommendation to the commissioner for next steps. Quote, I understand that the, invi- that the individual in question has discussed her case publicly. However, we will not allow politics and media pressure to dictate our process. Exactly. So they're talking about the fact that the teacher went to TikTok to discuss this. And they're saying here, we're not going to allow this PC woke ass mob that's supporting her in TikTok to influence our process and how we decide to respond to this. CNN has reached out to Rodriguez in the Hernando County School District for comments. Okay. Well, yeah. I stand by that uh, parent who happens to be the board member and, um, you know, standing for what's right. Like, no, you got to call people out and don't say gay. (laughs) Okay, last one. Let's talk about this pastor who calls out a library book for being pornographic. All right. (laughs) The going these topics are fun, huh? Okay, so this is a pastor, this black pastor in North Carolina who says, quote, this is immoral as he slams the North Carolina school board over pornographic library book. Now, at first I was going to be like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I stand by this pastor. You know, what are we doing? We're infiltrating our students, right? Our kids, but then I thought about it because I'm like, this is, the, this is a library. Library has all sorts of books. Library is supposed to have or, you know, resources. And if anatomy is a resource that you would like to obtain, the library should have that. It's not about, I'm going to read this article though, but it's not about like, you know, having porn, it's like, because at what point, when is a book about anatomy a book about porn? You know, like this, let's, let's clarify the difference between the two, right? Anatomy is about specifically, you know, the parts of your body, you know, what does a nipple do? What's the purpose of a nipple? And what does your member as a man look like and how does it look like when it's erect that's an anatomy book a pornographic book like first of all what pornographic books are there (laughs) like there's a real pornographic book out there you know like I don't think there's a pornographic book in the library but let me go ahead and read this article and see if I'm if I'm wrong a local pastor's heated questioning of a North Carolina school board was cut short once he began reading from a pornographic book allegedly available to students. Uh, I'm not going to say his name because, my God, today, he's definitely Nigerian. His last name is Giving Nigerian. Uh, but his first name is John, so let's go there. John is a preacher and contributor to TPUSA Faith. He confronted the Asheville City School Board over the book, It's Perfectly Normal. Okay, that's what it's called on Monday. Okay, so the book is called It's Perfectly Normal. It's Perfectly Normal is described as a children's book centered around puberty and sexual health. 
and John claims it is available in the school board district or the school district's um, libraries. And the catalog suggests that at least one copy of the book can be found in its middle school. John displayed several pa- several pages during Monday's meeting describing depictions of pornographic images, including various couples having sex. He claims each image can be found in the book. It's perfectly normal. He says, quote, this is immoral and asinine to allow children to be able to see this. Is it you or do parents decide what should be placed at the fingertips and allowed to be taught to their children in this school system? Um, Okay, so as he's reading um, a couple of pages, a couple of lines from this book, he's cut off. Um, Let's see. He says here, describes aspects. Okay, so... John, he is attempting to read a passage allegedly from the book, which seemingly describes aspects of sexual intercourse to readers. However, an ACS school board member quickly asked him to stop, prompting him to question why the contents are appropriate for children, but not for a school board meeting. Ooh, okay. He says, quote, you all sit back, slouch in your chairs, and celebrate diversity, equity, and inclusion, but you don't want me to read it so you can hear it? Why? Does it bother you? Yes or no? You can't answer that question, and you want to know why? Because politically speaking, you can't say that it's wrong, okay? No school board members directly responded to his concerns. Um, The board chair ultimately asked the pastor to leave by telling him that his time is up, to which John responded, that makes two of us. Okay, a little morbid. He says here, I'm not trying to win an election. You don't want me to read the filth because it exposes the truth. When reached for comment, an ACS spokesperson directed crisis in the classroom to the district's policy and procedures for requesting the removal of, okay, what? The, the directed crisis to the district to, for requesting the removal. Okay, so, so the book was removed. ACS's policy states that library books, library books, as well as any other instructional materials may only be removed for legitimate educational reasons. Okay, so I really don't know what exactly happened as a result of it of this. Um, so it looks like okay. According, I'm gonna read this again. When reached for comment, an ACS spokesperson directed crisis in the classroom to the district's policy and procedures for requesting the removal of a school library book. So that's not really clear to me did they remove the book specifically the book is perfectly normal that's the name of the book they removed did they remove that book from the library it just says for requesting the removal of a school library book which book child now that's it the article ends here there is a video of him talking about it um and y'all you know obviously he comes from a religious perspective He's a pastor. He's Nigerian. I mean, <laughs> like, no, I'm Nigerian. Sorry. The point is, he comes from a, this pastoral background. So, I do want to understand what the book is about. Let me let me look it up. It's perfectly ooh, okay. So it's called "It's Perfectly Normal." It's about changing bodies, like I read. So it's about bodies, um, how it changed when you're going through puberty. It talks about growing up. Um, sexual feelings you may have, sex and sexual health. And this book is directed for um, children. Um, I don't know. I really don't know how I feel about this yet. Let me see if I can read the comments, see what they say in the comments. Yeah, the grade level is for fifth 
through ninth grade students. So starting from 10 years old and up. Um, yeah, I think, okay, so, you know, I remember growing, okay, so yeah, yeah, I remember growing up, I went to a Catholic school, and the only talk about, like, sex ed was about celibacy, <laughs> like, that was, we had someone who was, like, promoting celibacy I guess she came from this other organization and she came to the school to talk about purity rings and celibacy and then why it's better to wait and it was the propaganda for that and I fell right into it and I was like yes I will wait until marriage and you know obviously see that see how that worked out the point is you know I think sometimes with conversations around sex can be tricky when it comes to the youth. I think it's necessary. I do think it's necessary. I just feel like there's a way for it to be done without it feeling distasteful or uncomfortable or agenda-driven. And being that we're just in such a sensitive time right now in which you have little boys wanting to cut off their dicks and girls wanting to have their dicks on them, it's just hard for us to have these conversations that are necessary around what is sex, how to protect yourself. Um, and I like there's a balance that needs to be had. And yes, there are parents who don't care to talk about that with their kids. Like my parents did not talk about that with me. And maybe had they did that, things would have, like, maybe I would have approached sex in a different way. Like, maybe. I don't know. I don't like to play what-ifs too much. But nonetheless, I I think there's a line that can be drawn. Now, with the library, though, I don't know. I don't know how much can you police certain books from the library or any book from the library for that much, you know? Like, you should be able to find whatever you want to find in the library. I, like, I don't know. Like, I get the concern he may feel, but exactly what is it that he's concerned about is what I don't understand because the book is dedicated to teach you about the birds and the bees, you know? So sometimes with parents who don't want to have that conversation, kids will find out in other ways. So maybe a kid who's in fifth grade haven't, you know, hasn't got that conversation from their parents yet they could go to the library look at the book and learn about oh that's why I've been wetting my bed because I've been having these wet dreams like they could have their answers there in this book and I don't think it's about wanting to instantly engage in sex I think it's about knowing what what your body is going through right now because you're changing your body is changing your voice is changing so there's an even balance that can be made here. I just think sometimes some parents get so up in arms around it and we're in such a sensitive time right now, again, with, you know, the mutilation of kids. And I'm not saying gender-affirming surgery. I'm saying mutilation of kids that's happening more and more. It's it's a sensitive time. So I don't know. I'm not all the way in favor of what this pastor is claiming I do think sex or I do think conversation around sex can be had with students that is straight to the point. It doesn't have to be very detailed or specific. Well, maybe specific has to like, here's what a condom does or sure. But child, I, I, just, I just don't think it's that deep in this case. I feel like he's making more than what it is because a kid could go online instantly and go and find porn so he's talking about pornographic images in this book that's in aisle 22 in this library like first of all are kids even going to the library <laughs> what's a library like you know what i'm saying like there's no libraries anymore i'm sure there are libraries but like really who's going to the library like you get your book from amazon.com you know and if you want to know about sex you're not going to the library you go online Every kid has a phone now. They could easily access porn on their phones. Go on Twitter, bitch. Like, you don't even have to go to Pornhub.com. Go on Twitter. 
So, I mean, maybe he has to reinforce some parental controls in his household. But look, I don't know how far that could go because if your kid's not being homeschooled, your kid has to be outside and in the presence of other kids. Whether your phone is like completely parental locked down, your kid will have friends who don't have the same parental control, right? So who doesn't have parental control like that? So that kid's friend could introduce that kid to to porn. Like, you know, so porn is everywhere. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, I'm going to hear y'all. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't yet, please be sure to be subscribed on all the platforms that we're on, um, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, leave a review, tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, become a patron if you would like more episodes that's exclusive. Check out the link in our show notes for patreon.com slash godbuiltthis. And I will check it, check in with you all next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. If you liked it, leave a review, share, and subscribe. God bless.